Um, I do apologize. It has been a freaking week. I am not doing a, <laughs> I'm not doing an accent today. I've already challenged myself enough this, this episode with accents. <laughs> um, so we're just going to go for it. Hello, and welcome to Fae Finders, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast navigating listeners into the vague and supernatural. My name is Kai, and I will be your dungeon master for Campaign Amnesia. And with me, I have the amazing Amancio. Hello, hello. The joyous Jupiter. Hello. The kind Caitlin. Hello, everyone. And the stupendous Sam. Hello and welcome. Now, let's see what we can remember. So, to give you guys a quick recap, because I know it's been a, a couple weeks, um, you guys all were able to make it to Revolver Keep from Newport Kalam via Tree Stride, thanks to Zeriel. You all come to realize that though this is where you may have meant to go, it does little to war- offer you a warm welcome. Met with hostility, you sought out who you could. Um, that could give you some kind of answers to what exactly was going on. Uh, Learning the horrifying truth and reality that what you were doing underneath the mountain may have gone a little differently, leaving you with one last person. Uh, You also were able to track down the uh, truth that Farron had burnt down the forest before fleeing without a trace. It became quite apparent that at, when it came to the cold shoulder that the people of Revolver Keep were giving you was well-deserved. After speaking with your godmother, Lai, and your mother, uh, you decided it was best to seek out whatever deity governed this area. Seeking out the temple that looked like it had long since been abandoned, you caught a glimpse of some answers that you had been seeking. Confirmation that you did indeed start a fire that engulfed the forest, and then ended up fleeing to the capital where you met Nia. With everything you've learned, 
you went back to lie for some final answers, a little more personal and closer to heart. And we left you as dinner was about to get underway. So, after a long day running around Revolver Keep, you all start to wind out as dinner is called and make your way down to the uh, forest floor where there is uh, long tables that are set out um, all made of this bright kind of purpley blue wood. Uh, there's no table um, cloths that kind of cover it up. They more so want to showcase the uh, the beautiful color that this wood has been um, or that this wood holds and you see that uh, there are quite a few elves that are running to and fro setting up um, setting up food, setting up like decorations. They've got like a bunch of arranged flowers as well as different uh, kind of placements of small plants and shrubs that kind of give uh, a more almost wild look to the table. And the food itself, the way it's situated inst amongst these plants and trees, and, or not trees, but um, flowers and everything, almost makes it look like it's purposely grown there. Um, and there are a few people that have started to sit down at the tables, um, but most people are still kind of gathering. So what would you guys like to do? Um, can we sit as close to like the head table as possible? Uh, yeah, there are still quite a few seats open in that area. Um, whoever is sat down is kind of sitting more scattered, like throughout the middle of the table at this point, or tables, really. There's about three that are all kind of aligned together. Um, it looks like it's basically set up to, uh, house the entire keep. Mm. I think that we should sit as close to the head table as possible and make sure that they are aware that Farron has come back and that we are going to do good for this little encampment and village rather than burn things to the ground. Put a best foot forward, you know? I feel that sounds reasonable. Though I think everybody seems to know that Farron is back based on the reactions walking through town. Good point. Well, Lady Milliette, how about you lead the way towards where you feel would be an appropriate place to sit? I would be delighted. And I'm going to walk, like, as close to where uh, Farron's parents would be sitting as possible with, like, still giving respectful, like, we're not being aggressive, but we're like, we're here, and you're gonna make sure that you see us. Okay. Um, yeah, so you can see that uh, it's very, very clear based on the way that the seating is done around the table, um, as each side of um, each table is just lined with like a simple uh, long bench, whereas there is only one 
specifically and beautifully carved chair um, that is not only um, intricately done, it's also done out of a different color wood. And this wood is kind of more of like a, a greenish, it's almost like a lime green, but not quite like that neon color. Um, and so you can easily find seats or close to that, that head chair. We also might be able to eavesdrop or get some information from some of the more high ranking individuals. I like where your head's at. Yeah, you We're know, going to be conniving. I, I figure if we sit closest to the ones that have it out for me the most, probably for the best you know they say keep your friends close and your enemies closer good point okay so you guys all make your way over uh do you sit down right away or do you kind of wait for other people to join probably like look around and see like kind of like what everyone else is doing and if everybody else seems to be sitting then sit but if people are kind of like standing near tables and like mingling do that it's kind of a mix of both. Um, so there are definitely some people that have come and sat and are just kind of like patiently waiting. They haven't touched any of the food. Um, they're still just kind of paying attention to what's going on around them. Um, there are people who are still standing up mingling with others as well as sitting down and mingling with others. So you get the sense that there's no real kind of... Um, sense of protocol or urgency as to exactly when it is appropriate to sit. Well, I suppose we could just take a seat? Absolutely. Nisha kind of like crawls into like steps over the bench and has a seat and begins to look at the spread in front of her and also people watching at the same time, seeing if there's any like predominant figures that they're sitting near. Mm-hmm. I'll follow suit. Sure. Yeah, I'll I'll do the same. And Nia? Uh, yes, I will sit down with everybody. Okay. Are you guys all sitting on the same side of the table, or are you guys sitting two by two across from each other? Oh, shall we do a two by two? That'd probably be that the best option. Good. Yeah. Might be a bit awkward to stare at somebody you don't know. Mm-hmm. And also to keep eyes on both sides of what's going on, just in case any nefarious or exciting things occur. Right. Watching each other's backs. Yeah. M- maximum coverage. All right. So who's sitting with who on what side? I'd hate to make assumptions, but I'm assuming Lady Meliette and Nia on one side and Farron and I on the other. Oh, I think your assumptions are correct. (laughs) (laughs) Assumption, but not an assumption, just a well-known guess. (laughs) (laughs) An educated guess, if you will. Indeed. Mm. Perfect. All right, sounds good. So we have Farron and Nisha on one side and Celine and Nia on the other. Um, as you guys kind of settle, you do notice you get a few looks, but nobody says anything. Nobody approaches you. Um, nobody even like kind of 
really glares. It's just kind of like, oh, okay. And then continues on with what they're doing. Mm. Um, some plates are placed in front of you as well as a uh, silver fork and a knife. And other than that, um, you are basically left to yourselves for the time being. I'm going to delicately pick up perhaps a duck or a chicken wing or something. Something like that. Something of that nature. (laughs) A meat product, if you will. And perhaps some roast potatoes with some some rosemary. And I'm going to delicately take my... I don't know why I'm sticks now. I'm going to (laughs) delicately take my... Look, I know you miss her, but... (laughs) I do, but no, I love love Soleen. Uh, I'm going to take my fork and knife and just so, like, delicately and the most, like, high-class back straight um, cut into my potatoes and just start like just like index finger and thumb like plop it into my mouth and just like trying to be extra fancy okay um as you take a bite of the potato that you have uh procured for yourself it is absolutely delicious probably the best one you've ever tasted the food is just exquisite uh, Nisha's going to follow suit and lift herself, staggering vegetables from in front of her, and have a couple bites, and then just kind of clock the area and see if there's anyone that's paying particular attention to our group. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, you do get a, a good array of, like, uh, candied carrots. You've got um, some... Um, cauliflower some grilled peppers uh there's a quite a wide array array of vegetables all done very differently um and every single one is absolutely delicious beautiful um as you take a look around go ahead and make a perception check all right can i do an assistance by also paying attention uh, I'd say if you want to make your own perception check, you can, but it's not really an assistance okay. one. I would like to do the same then. Uh, sure. For myself, perception is 17. 17. Okay. <gasps> Mine too! Twin! <laughs> <laughs> Besties! Perfect. Uh, so both of you note that uh, Farron's father is now coming down um, towards the tables from the main tree. Um, in tow behind him is uh, Farron's mother, as well as Lai. And uh, there are two other um, male wood elves that <gasps> are also in tow with him. He has brothers, siblings. And they come to the table and they kind of like Farron's father instantly gives you guys a look before uh, turning to the rest of the crowd there. And uh, without saying anything, without clearing his throat, nothing, just sits down in his chair And then 
as the volume starts to die down, uh, Nisha and Soline, you notice out of the corner of your eye uh, the gates, which are not too far off from where the tables are set, uh, slowly open. Uh, Farron, you would also notice. Hmm. But you don't see anyone come through. Now, ain't that interesting. They just open ever so slightly. Stay open for probably about a good minute. And then close again. However, Nia... I need you to roll me a perception check. <gasps> Invisible entities! <laughs> Creepy. Uh, that is a natural 19 for a total of uh, 22. Perfect. All right. You do notice something come through the gate. Uh, you notice... First, a couple small little figures, uh, maybe close to the size of a pixie, but not quite what you understand as pixie in nature or appearance. Um, you then notice that there are these tall, dark shadows that have humanistic features, but they're very obscured and they're more like they're not very defined Shadow and they people. follow after these small little figures nobody else really seems to kind of notice from what you can tell um, but there's about maybe a good handful five of, well five of the shadowy figures and about three of the smaller figures that come through the gates. Um, upon taking notice of them and like noticing that nobody else is really looking, I, I lean over to Lady Milliette and just, do you, do you, did you see anything come through that gate? Just saw it open, but nothing came through. M me, me as well. Um, I, I neglected to mention, but Farron got a big bowl of stew, like a vegetable stew. So I, I slurp it loudly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a delicious stew. Of course. Mm -hmm. Do, uh, sorry, Nia, we didn't see anything come through. What, what did you see? Um, I kind of like lean forward and like motion for everyone to get kind of closer I just, there were small figures, like, about the size of a pixie, but I don't think they were. And then there were these tall, shadowy figures that followed behind them, but n nobody noticed them. How many of the larger figures were there? Uh, four, maybe five? Okay. Can, can you point them out? Perhaps we can see them if we look very closely. I kind of sit back again and then scan the room to see where they went. 
Uh, yeah, so you take a quick look around trying to track down where these, uh, these unseen entities have kind of uh, traveled off to. They've stayed right in front of the gate. They haven't really moved from the entrance, but they're all kind of just watching everyone. They're still by the gate? And they're just standing there. I mean, they're not attacking or anything, but I, I don't know what they are. Knowing that they're there, can I look over and see if I can see them? Uh, yeah. Make a perception check. Okay. <laughs> Ten. Ten? Mm, no. It's... You have no idea what uh, Nia is seeing. I can't quite see what you're pointing to, but I do believe that you're truthful in saying that they're there. For curiosity's sake, Lady Milliette, could you reach out in your mind uh, to some of our acquaintances here and see if anyone knows anything about this without causing a scene? Of course. Um, is, um... Oh my gosh, what's her name? Milia. Milia? Yes. Thank you. Oh, so good. Um, is Milia in the room? Uh, Milia is seated down, like further down towards the end of the table with uh, Zariel. Closer to the gate or further from the gate? Uh, closer to. Okay. I'm going to um, knock on Milia's brain very gently. <laughs> like boop, boop. yes Celine. I was just wondering if you could see any figure standing by the gate you see her kind of look at you in question like what are you talking about and then she looks over at the gate and for a moment she just kind of searches the area and turns back to you and just shakes her head interesting I'm going to try to probe Farron's father's mind now. Thank you, I'll keep you updated, just in case. And then I pull away my telepathy. <laughs> okay, so you're Can, going after Farron's father? I would like to try to... Um, is there a world in which I can do this without him knowing that I've tried if I fail and not knowing that I've done it if I succeed? Or is it kind of like he's going to know if I try and, and go into his mind no matter what? Well, if you just want his surface thoughts, like just the very kind of like immediate thoughts that, you know, somebody naturally thinks, um, then he wouldn't notice. Like, it's just kind of like, you're just kind of listening in on a quiet whisper almost. Um, if you want to dig deeper and kind of get like the more concentrated thoughts, like the ones that are actually like proactively being thought out in that moment, then that would be something that if uh, he succeeds a wisdom saving throw against you, then he would know. Okay. Can I 
Is this a spell or a cantrip? No, this is just an ability. Oh, okay, cool. Um, then I can do it twice. Um, so I would like to first try to see if I can just do the surface level, and if the surface level seems, like, either suspiciously, like, like, trying not to think about something, or, like, he is thinking about something bad, then I would like to go further. But I want to just kind of, like, see what the immediate thoughts are first before I try and I'll gauge how it feels. Because if I mess up, I'm going to (laughs) die. Okay. So you uh, just kind of gently reach out towards Farron's father as he uh, sits down in his seat and kind of starts taking um, some food off of the plates in front of him and digs in. Um, You do get, you know, the the general basic thoughts of, um, is it that time already? Like you know, I wish this night would just be over. I need these guys out of here. Um, I don't know why they thought coming here was a good idea. And yet, uh, it's almost like he's kind of battling between trying to talk to Farron about what happened and still being extremely upset. Um, oh, so he's thinking about Farron. He's thinking about Farron. He's kind of also like, you know, as he takes a bite, he's like, mm, I really like it done this way. I wish they had added a little bit more salt. Maybe a little <laughs> bit more sugar would have been better. But uh, it, it's like, yeah, you're kind of your basic uh, in the moment thoughts. I think I need to risk it, guys. Well, I, I don't reckon he can hate us any more than he already does so maybe maybe i'll i'll confer with the group though okay um milia doesn't know she can't see those things standing at the gate and farron's father is thinking about how the food needs a bit more salt and sugar but overall he likes it but um he also is thinking about farron and conflicted about how he wants to talk to you but he's still very angry so should i probe further but if i fail he will know that i've done it before you do that though milia cannot see them the woman is a walking encyclopedia she might know of such a creature that's true she perhaps a, a pointed question first before you go probing into farron's father's mind and while the the so-called father, who has been nothing but rude to me since I set foot in here, uh, I wouldn't necessarily mind if you poked around in his mind. It, we might also get what we're looking for if I just talk to him, if that's something that's already on his mind. True. But for right now, for sure, I will ask Milia if she knows anything so it's shadow figures with human features but they're warped and four or three small pixie-like creatures that aren't pixies i just i just said um the three like the like i didn't get specific numbers on the pixie i just said like pixie-like creatures and then like tall shadowy figures okay yeah that's about as best as you could 
make out from what you did see. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna gently knock again on Milia's mind. Say, so sorry to bother you during dinner. <laughs> I know this is your break time. But do you know anything about potentially sh- tall, shadowy figures and small pixie-like creatures that aren't pixies? Small pixie-like creatures that aren't pixies. Well, that is extremely descriptive. I'm sorry, we don't know much about it, but there is something potentially nefarious hanging out at the... the, 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 the sorry, brain glitch. Uh, there is something potentially nefarious hanging out at the gate. Well, hmm. other than potentially a ghost or a specter immediately comes to mind, I cannot say that it sounds like anything I have ever come across. Hmm. Well, thank you. Please enjoy your stew. Thank you. And then I'll pop back to the group. Milia doesn't know anything. She says maybe a spectre or perhaps a ghost, but I'm not sure about the small not pixies. But I've got an idea, actually, if if you'll all want to attempt this with me. Can we look around the room and see if anyone else is looking at, like, either obviously or covertly looking at these creatures? And then I can try and probe into their minds specifically? Uh, sure. Might be faster than, and less dangerous than try to go straight for Farron's father. Hmm. Okay. Uh, go ahead and make, I'll say, I guess just a perception check. If, okay. if we each do one, then we can all kind of pool our resources. You know, we've got eight eyes between the four of us. Yeah. Sure. Everybody make a perception check. Right. Anisha rolled oh. a 18. Okay. Got a 17 again. Mine was All an right. 8 this time, not quite as good as the last one. Okay. Uh, 18. 18. Alright. Sounds good. Um, so you guys uh, take a quick look around, specifically looking for people who have uh, taken notice to these creatures that have kind of em- entered in through the open gate. Um, nobody seems to really be paying a whole lot of mind to them. Um, you think you kind of see someone look towards them, but it's more just kind of like they're looking over in that direction. Like you don't um, note that anybody is like particularly interested in them. Or like sees them. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would like to just try like did I see the person who, like, looked in that direction? Yes, you did. Okay. I just, just to be safe, I would like to, like, top surface probe that person's mind. Okay. Uh, so it is a, uh, a young wood elf, um, kind of short-cropped, 
uh, warmish kind of mousy brown hair, a um, little bit on the stouter side as far as build goes, um, but still has that nice warm sun-kissed skin uh, that and green eyes that most uh, wood elves are, are known for. Uh, they look to be conversing with someone beside them um, of golden hair, uh, more of a like kind of a hazel colored eyes and um, taller, a little bit prettier. Uh, and their initial thoughts that comes to mind when you kind of touch theirs is, oh, I wish this night was over. It'd be so nice to go to bed. The day has been so long, but at least the food here is better than last night. And I get to sit beside Noya. Oh, that's really nice. I didn't get to sit beside her last night. Hmm. So, the only person that I thought might have been looking over in their direction is just thinking about being sleepy, which, relatable, and how good the food is, and also that she's uh, there happy to be sitting next to that other person. So... I ship it. Hopefully they are happy. Um, <laughs> but perhaps I can look into your mother's mind and then maybe Lai's mind and just kind of get the base option. Uh, oh, also that general person that we met in the morning. Mm-hmm. Because perhaps, perhaps, can I do all of those things? Uh, sure. Or is that too um, much? I can, I can reduce. I can reduce. I have, I have an I idea ju- as well. No. Okay. No, that's fine. Um, so who do you want to reach out for first? Because everybody's let's... gathered here, so it's easy enough to kind of locate where they are. Yeah. And let's give them a do brain blast. The... Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> I, I, I said, and give them the old brain blast. <laughs> <gasps> brain blast. Jimmy <laughs> <laughs> Neutron. Uh. And can I do uh, the, what's his name, uh, the the general person that we met this morning? Aster. Aster. Sure. Uh, you notice Aster is kind of seated more towards the middle of the table. Um, he's not really conversing with anyone. He's kind of just, you know, minding his own business, eating his food. Uh, you do see him kind of just looking around as though still on alert, still like in the mindset of being on guard. And um, as you touch his thoughts, you get, why would they put me in the morning shift tomorrow? I was up so late tonight with this shift. Gosh. Well, at least I get my new sword tomorrow. That's kind of nice. This one is (laughs) dull. Dulling. Is that a word? Wait. That doesn't sound right. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to abuse this power so badly now that I know that I have it. Oh, I know. I've prepared everyone. (laughs) Oh, I'm so good. (laughs) All right. Who are you seeking out next? Uh, Let's do lie next. Lie? Okay. Um, as you reach for a lie, um, you initially get, I'm so glad Farron is safe. It would have been a shame if 
well, if the other thing had come to pass, but at least I know he's well. Uh, and then she looks directly at you. I'm gonna smile and give her a nod. And her mind goes blank. Uh-oh. I, I'm going to knock very gently. Yes, dear? I'm so sorry to be intrusive. I, I didn't want to, um, to alarm you or, or make you uncomfortable. We just have, um, potentially an issue with shadowy figures and small, like, pixie looking but not pixie creatures standing at the gate and I, I didn't want to alarm anyone I just wanted to see if anyone knew anything about this but I, I hope that it's not uh, really inappropriate that I, I sort of kind of knocked on your brain and kind of walked in before you acknowledged I was there she's still watching you with a very stern expression and uh, she replies back I would be careful with how you use that power, but if you are concerned about our evening guests, I would worry not. They are here every evening, and this dinner is a tribute to them. Oh, are we- It is rare that you can see them, though. I see. Are they benign, or malevolent, or benevolent? They will leave you be as long as you leave them be. Do you know what they are? It is said that they are shadows from a realm long forgotten. I see. Well, thank you so much, and I'm very sorry. Next time I promise I will knock before I come into your brain. I'd much appreciate that. And Enjoy your dinner, Soline. Thank you, you as well. And I'm going to retreat into my own brain again. And <laughs> I'm going to put a lock on my brain real tight if I can do that so nobody can pop in without me knowing. Because I just realized mm -hmm. it can go both ways. So I'd like to shield my brain. <laughs> okay, sounds good. And I turn to the group and I say, Well, Lai is definitely uh, very strong of mind, and she noticed that I was in her brain. Um, she's not mad, she's just disappointed, so I feel even worse about it because of that. But um, she said that the shadow figures are creatures of a world long past and forgotten and she said that as long as we leave them alone they'll leave us alone and the dinner that we're at is a tribute to them and I don't know how she noticed that I was in her brain but I think that she is good potentially for now unless she turns out to be a surprise twist villain but that remains to be seen um, she also is very, very pleased, Farron, that you're back and that you're okay. And she missed you a lot. Well, that's mighty kind of Farron. It's good to know that 
we don't have anything to worry about on the shadowy creatures front. I feel like we have enough problems that we can see. Yes, but Nia, she said it was very rare and almost like a special gift that people can see them. So your eyes must be very special. Hmm. I still wonder what they are, and I wonder why they're here, what they're doing. I suppose because we're having a dinner in their reverence, they are here to receive reverence. But if they can't even see them, why would they... Does everyone here even know that they exist? I don't know. It doesn't seem like anybody else is paying attention to the fact that this dinner is for them. I didn't go into too many minds, but it doesn't seem like anyone's bothered. Also, Lai told me to be very careful about my my mind-reading gifts, so I'm going to be more careful with it and knock gently. As dinner continues, like, Nia just keeps glancing over at the gate. (laughs) (laughs) Don't let them see you looking, just in case. I almost just want to, like, stare him down. <laughs> just, like, turn on yeah. my bed to just, like, <laughs> face at them. Like, who are you? You can look, but just don't let them notice that you can see them. Are there any animals nearby? Uh, you can hear uh, quite a few different birds. You can hear um, some other chittering, potentially squirrels or other um, rodent-like creatures, but you do not immediately see any. Can I cast Speak with Animals? Sure. You can cast Speak with Animals. Uh, oh gosh, I need to remember how uh, much of I... a range that is. The range is self because it just allows me to speak with animals for like 10 minutes. Yeah, but animals within a certain vicinity? I would presume it's just animals that can hear my voice. Well, let's see. One second. Ten minutes. Knowledge and awareness of many beasts is limited by their intelligence. That's useless. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I will say that uh, animals within, oh gosh, an 80-foot radius you are able to speak with. Um, Which gives you quite quite a lot. Yeah, uh, I'm just gonna ask the nearest bird if it can see the creatures by the gate. Hey, y'all, y'all seeing these guys over there by the entrance? Uh, you hear back? See, see, see. Yes, we see, we see, we see creatures, creatures there. Yes, creatures. Right. Uh, what do you know about them? No, 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 not, not from here. Lost, long lost, lost. Not from this forest. Not from here. Not from here. From elsewhere. Uh, elsewhere, like a, another plane? Other plane. Other plane. Mm, no. Maybe. What's other plane? It's like another 
state of being you know how you fly in the air but you can also walk on the ground are they like that they can walk they can fly right but and then suddenly they all shrill not from here 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 do we hear these like animals just go crazy? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you guys do hear the birds kind of start to shriek out all around. Oh my gosh. Fair. Say- what, what are they? What? Look, I, I, I don't know half of it myself. Um, and I turn back to the birds and I say, say there was a, a, an animal that could only fly. But one day it ended up having to walk on the ground and it had never walked on the ground before. That's, are these creatures like that? Is that what you mean by them being lost? They just continue to repeat over and over again, not from here. <sighs> well, all I can gather from the birds is that these creatures aren't from here Hmm. are they dangerous though well life said that they're not dangerous as long as we don't bother them if there's the capacity for them to be dangerous though that makes me nervous yes it's it's not ideal but I suppose as long as we just mind our own business and this dinner is in reverence to them so I suppose we're honoring them for some purpose or another but Lai was very upset that I was in her mind uninvited so I could knock and ask more questions if you wanted but uh, you know I'm not going to probe anymore that's fine it's probably the most answers we'll get about them Probably. At least we know that they're not going to just come and attack us. Fair. As you guys are discussing this, uh, Farron's father does stand up and kind of clears his throat and uh, waits for everybody to kind of stop and turn their attention to him. Well now... I know you all are well aware that my son has returned. It's good to know he's safe, I suppose. Um, if y'all could just make him feel a little welcome, at least for the night, since he'll be gone in the morning, that would be... And he kind of looks over at, um, Farron's mother and, uh, Turns back to everybody. Highly appreciated. Now, in honor of tonight, let us all say thanks. And he kind of puts his hands above his head and clasps them together. And then everyone follows suit. I will not be participating in cultish behavior. I will be. (laughs) 
he stands like that for a moment and then sighs deeply to the Feywilds may we return and then sits back down and everybody continues their dinner perhaps those creatures are from a long lost oh the Feywilds they're fairy creatures. Okay, don't talk to them. Don't acknowledge them. Leave them alone. And then they can't affect us. Yes. Bad news bears if we if we go and deal with the Fae at this time. I will agree to that. All right. Is there anything else you guys would like to discuss as dinner starts to wind down? I would like to, um, yes, actually. Farron, I know that you don't remember, but would you remember having brothers? I feel like you have brothers. Those Uh. two other, like, male uh, elves that came down with your parents, I feel like either guards but no i kind of i kind of get familial situation you know i i really wouldn't be able to tell you and i also saw them but didn't want to assume as to what the relationship structures of this society may be um so i i really don't know what their relationship to my father or my mother is um maybe they're related to me maybe they're not Maybe they're security. Maybe they're honored guests. Who's really to say? Would you want to meet them? I'm I'm sure it couldn't hurt. I mean, I I do mean to speak with my father anyhow. If nothing else, it would just be nice to thank him for making you feel welcome and encouraging everyone else to, given how he was behaving this morning. Exactly. Do you want company and, so to speak, back up while you do that? Or do you want to have this conversation alone? Uh, um, y'all, please come with me. Uh, I might need to step away with my dad for a portion of the conversation if he doesn't feel comfortable opening up in front of people as, uh, you know, men are often want to do. But, uh, Mm. yeah. Then we shall accompany you. I'd be delighted. Absolutely. Our pleasure. Okay, so are you guys approaching him now, or are you waiting until the end of dinner and things start to clear up a little bit? I think waiting until the end of dinner probably makes the most sense. Yeah, not draw, like, a ton of attention to us. Yeah. Okay, sounds good. Uh, So the rest of dinner pretty much goes by uneventful. There's a lot of conversation, a lot of um, talk of just generic things around the keep as to like whose shift it is tomorrow to keep watch, um, you know, what what the next dinner brings, things like that, uh, daily in and outs of um, 
where training is going to be held next and and that kind of stuff. So uh, most of the conversation that you can hear and you gather it doesn't really focus on anything specific. Um, but as uh, people start to clear away plates and start to uh, kind of carry on their their night, um, by now the sun has completely set. It is dark and the plants and flowers that are littered around the keep start to glow as well as there is a bit of um kind of like twinkling fairy lights that are uh, held around the keep as well in small glass orbs uh there are no no torches no fire <laughs> at all <laughs> um <laughs> for good reason uh, but Every, everything here is very uh, naturally lit. Um, those without dark vision will have a little bit of trouble seeing. Um, but it is not entirely dark. I have dark vision, yeah? Uh, I never I wrote do it not, down. I, I don't do. think so. I no. do. No. Celine does not. <gasps> this is the first time ever in my entire life that I haven't had dark vision. <laughs> yeah, no, Celine does not. Does Nisha? Uh, no, Nisha okay. does not as well. Okay. But I had a produce flame glowy situation, though, in the capes, right? Like, I had a little, like, green not fire fire thing yeah correct okay that was you produced that because you could not see right just so i know that i have it yeah in case okay uh so as you guys uh kind of are hanging back waiting um you eventually see um lie and nalea uh get up and start to uh, head towards the the back of the keep, not necessarily to the center tree, but um, a little off to the west of it, um, chatting about something. And um, Connick, Farron's father, he uh, eventually gets up and starts to make his way back towards the center tree itself. <gasps> Time to ambush. <laughs> I don't say that aloud. I don't say that. <laughs> I'm not enacting war. Uh, if he's headed by himself, it, it might be best for me to go it alone, but... We can certainly stay nearby in case you need us. Yes, we'll be in earshot, and if you need me, just knock on my brain. I don't believe that connection goes both ways. Oh, I give it to you. I turn it oh. on. You have it for an hour. Well, fantastic. Don't go poking and prodding too much, although I'm not quite sure what it is that you would find. I'm, I'm not, not I'm not saying I'm dumb. I'm just, I'm just, you know, there's no memories. Um, no, no, no. I anyways. would never do it to you guys without your consent, just so you know. Just for people potentially needing to have it done. But just, yeah, I'm going to stop now. But know <laughs> that I would never disrespect you in such a way. 
appreciated. I won't prod. Prob. I won't probe. <laughs> I won't prod at your brain. You can talk to me. The channel is open. I won't bug you while you're doing your business. Unless you want us to listen. Do you want me to listen to what you and your father talk about? Or do you want to just uh, have I mean, your private moment? It would be great if you could. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I will listen in and I will relay everything that both of you say to the the other two here. Yes. Uh, all right. Well, I, I best be off to go speak with a man about a forest fire. <laughs> Very much good luck. Good luck and good fortune. Likewise. Where should we go, guys? Yeah, where are the three girls going? We can't go too, too, too far. Um, so maybe we can hang out uh like we could just stay at the table yeah picking at food well and stuff. depending we how about we we can we can sit outside the beautiful middle tree the big tree we'll sit outside because we just can't be too too far because otherwise the uh mental connection won't stay so we'll just sit outside the tree Sounds good. Take in the atmosphere around the central tree. Yes. A lovely plan for an evening. Okay. Uh, so, Farron, you are running after your father? Yes. Okay. Uh, so you uh, quickly make your way after him. Um, you catch him just as uh, he's coming up to the top uh, kind of flight of stairs that uh, spiral around the inside of the center tree here. Um, he doesn't really... He kind of looks back at you to at least acknowledge that you're there, uh, but he doesn't say anything. He just keeps walking. Uh, he is alone. Hold on a sec there. I, I just wanted to say thank you for taking us in, Do you know, in, in spite of everything and thank you for asking the rest of the town to look out for us and not to treat us too harshly it it really means a lot you're welcome I guess if anything I suppose it makes me look good in the king's eyes because the princess is here with all of you but that she is um I really have no idea how I've landed myself in, in any of this, or, uh, well. And here I thought your mother would have told you all that. I, look, I'm, I'm struggling to put pieces together into a puzzle that I don't know the shape of, but it's clear that you and, and a lot of others do, and it's looking like that shape ain't something so nice so forgive me for being a little tepid uh to come to a fuller understanding of myself when I know that I'm not the most well-liked person around hmm and you you see him kind of slow down to face you as he steps up to the the top platform of the center tree here and he kind of crosses his arms over his chest 
And what are you expecting me to do, boy? I, I just... I just wanted to say thank you. I know as hard as it might be to hear, I know I mean something to you in spite of everything, and I I just want to respect that. And in doing so, maybe also respect uh, the part of me that I've lost touch with that cares about you. He thinks for a moment, kind of looking you over. Well, despite everything, you still are my son. So I can't completely write you off now, can I? You know, you very well could, and you chose not to, and that does mean something. Right. I know you're dying to ask, boys, so go ahead and ask the question. You're gonna have to elucidate me on, on that. You don't want to know why you haven't been back here in over 80 years at this point? Oh, you you mean the the fire? Well, there's that. That's and, only part of it. And what's the other part? The other part is is you've been galling ar- gallivanting around with that little princess of yours ever since. <gasps> Did you say uh, for, eighty for years? <laughs> eighty years. Parents well, old. You left. You left us eighty years ago. I don't know how old she is. Presumably not 80. I got 80, I can believe on me. Like, I'm, I know that much about elves, but that uh, she, she, you know, I don't know. She's a human. She's what? Somewhere between 10 and 30. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Shrugs across the table. <laughs> You've been 80 year old gallivanting around with an 11 year old. So she's either extremely <laughs> underaged or totally fine. <laughs> Nia, I'm gonna just be listening and be like, Nia, are you 10 or 30 or what in between? <laughs> How old do you I think you are? I think you look at least 20. Know. So, Nia, oh my god. We don't have our memories. I have I know, no idea but... how old I am. Potentially, you're being shipped with Farron. <laughs> what? Apparently, you two have been gallivanting all over the place for the past, I don't know, 80 years, potentially? <laughs> also, she does look she, early 20s, she, to clarify. She just starts, like, feeling her face as if, like, suddenly, like, wrinkles are gonna pop up. And she's like... <laughs> I... I can't. I. I don't think I'm eighty. I also have to ask, Lady Milliet. You keep saying you ship these things. I don't find anything <laughs> nautical about them. We're not, we're not on a ship right now. I don't understand. I'm oh, incredibly no, confused. Okay, I'll explain. I'll explain. It's quite simple. It's just something that I came up with on the spot because it just made sense. You know how ships they sail. Yes. 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 So when you put two people together. I think they sail into love and happiness, no? They they set sails into their lives together. So it's uh. it's sort of a metaphor for being <laughs> together in a relationship. And and that's also where the ship comes from because it's a relationship and the ship is sailing into love and happiness. Oh, so it's metaphorically nautical. Yes, metaphorically nautical. 
And it's sort of a double entendre on the word relationship. So if you ship someone, you're putting them on a ship together because you want them to be together. Yes. Yes, exactly. And then they sail away to new adventures in their love and happiness. And you say that I... I'm being (laughs) shipped with the (gasps) Farron? Maybe you two were betrothed. She just kind of sits there, like, she, like, kind of bends over, like, elbows on her knees with her head in her hands, and she's just like, I don't even, I don't even know who I am. How could I possibly? No, no. And then just puts her head back in her hands. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry to interject. It was just too too funny. (laughs) I love it. It's going in the trailer. (laughs) Perfect. It's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Look, you 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 know how how humans are. You can't get a read on their age. They, you know, one one day they're eight years old. The next day they're croaking on their deathbed. But eighty years, I I don't. There has to have been something in between. I'm sure there was, but I didn't keep too much track of it. To be a hundred percent honest. Right, and I I can understand why you did that. But, and I'm not speaking for me standing here before you right now, but rather for the me that was gone these past 80 years. You have to understand how that can hurt someone that depends on you, that looks up to you, that in that that time of need, you completely iced them out, turned your back on them. You know, it doesn't matter how much you you know, allow them to exist within a certain proximity to you 80 years after the fact, that's still 80 years of harm. It's still 80 years of fracturing a a relationship. Look, let's get one thing straight here, boy. You ran away. Right. And you didn't come back. Nor did you send word about anything. So forgive me if I didn't keep tabs on you for a little while. You kind of did burn down our home, and I had to help rebuild while you got to run around the capital. Yeah, I, I, I suppose I understand that you had other things on your mind, and, well, if, if I didn't put in any of that effort, then I, I apologize again on behalf of whatever sort of person I was, but I need you to understand that I'm not that person in this moment though I, you know, may still be your son, there's there's a world of difference between me and the, the kid who left, between, well, me and whoever I was a week and a half ago. Well, that's a fair claim, but I have yet to see anything along those lines, so we'll see. Well, maybe that means I'm not acting so out of character after all, but again, I guess people can change over the course of 80 years. Right. Well, anyways, it's getting late. I highly recommend you guys get some sleep. It is an early morning tomorrow anyways. Right. Sleep well, then. You as well. And he turns and walks away. I do the same and I walk back to everyone else. 
Can we be, like, in mid-conversation about betrothals when Fairy walks back? It's, like, specifically Nia and Farron and Nia just still head in her hands, elbows on her knees. Like, what the hell? And then me and uh, Nisha can be like, yes, so, so the nautical aspect could also be speaking about how love is as deep as the ocean and and so vastly connected in its own little ecosystem so then it makes me wonder though there's no memory is the chemistry still a part of it like does Farron feel inside the same way about Nia as he did before I must believe that he does, but just doesn't realize it yet. But perhaps if they share a most passionate kiss, it will all come back. You know those stories about true love's kiss? From children's tales, yes. Nia, do you have a ring on? Are you wearing a ring? (gasps) Are you betrothed? Are you truly betrothed? Perhaps you lost the ring. Perhaps you might have hidden it. Oh, is it a tawdry love affair? Are you betrothed but running away together? Maybe that's why it was 80 years of being sheltered and and off on adventures. She just, like, is, like, trying to process all this and finally comes back to reality and goes, I'm not kissing anybody! (laughs) What? What? All our questions, that's the only part you focused on, Nia. It's a tell. It is a tell. And she, like, catches up to, like, all the questions you ask and... I look at my hand. Do I have any rings? <laughs> no, there are no <laughs> rings on your hand. <laughs> I'm dying, guys. Oh my God. <laughs> well, again, perhaps you had to hide it because, you know, it it was perhaps not sanctioned, but you deeply loved each other. Or perhaps it must have been kept away for safekeeping because we are on such a perilous journey. Maybe. Ah, <laughs> oh, <laughs> we must plan the wedding. Uh, sorry, what's this about a wedding? You're betrothed. <laughs> okay. Upon seeing Farron, I just shoot up. <laughs> my face turns beet red, and I just start walking away. Mia, <laughs> <laughs> don't go too He's far. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Which way are you going, Nia? Uh, I don't know what the back. We're 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 back towards the room, trying to get back to the room. <laughs> okay, so back up the central tree. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. Sorry. What's this about a betrothal? But b- betrothal to who? Who's getting married? You and Nia. We get we. Pardon? You've been in a tawdry love affair for 80 years. You're going to get on a ship uh, and sail into your new happily ever after. No, 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 no. So, so Sorry, my my father doesn't know where I've been the past 80 years, and now he sees me gallivanting around with the princess. He's maybe reading into things, I think. And also, there's no way in hell Nia's been alive for 80 years. So, I mean, I, I don't know what any of the nature of any of our relationships was before we hit our heads real hard, but I don't want to rush into anything, especially not a a wedding. 
Well, she could be 80. We actually don't know if she's human. Right. Right. You raise a valid guess. point. We don't actually know. We don't. Maybe you could have asked your father. He probably knows because the king would also be the same race. So it would be a common well, knowledge. Not, ne- not necessarily. True. Secrets and the royalty could be a a new pamphlet. Right. That's the kind of pamphlet you spread around if you want your head on a chopping block. Uh, no, no, no. It would be all in good fun. Try telling that to the king. Hell, try telling that to Nia. Well, no, I wouldn't want to to make Nia unhappy. But I want her to be happy, so if she's happy with you, we'll find out. I I ask her, is is she happy with me? I haven't given it any thought one way or the other, if I'm being quite honest. I found out I have a a sister and a family and a village and uh, someone that I thought was flirting with me, but that was actually like my my babysitter. Um, Because elf age (laughs) is weird and strange. Um, uh, Because I probably wasn't actually a baby. I was probably like your age i don't know how old you are i don't know how old i am i'm at least 80 i am a being of dreams and and shadows and night so i i'm timeless right and i'm i'm an angel sent from palor above to dole out divine punishment against the the forces of the abyss Okay, but, well, I know that you're in a bad mood, so you're mocking me, but... I think it's time for us to turn in for the night before we <laughs> get to any wedding planning or anything of the sort. Okay, I'll keep a journal about it, don't worry. We'll be ready whenever the time comes. <laughs> Whatever right, makes Nasha. you happy, milady. Yeah, thank you. Right, right, Nasha. We're going to... Well, and I was almost Nisha. wondering to myself that... Perhaps we should give Farron a moment with Nia just to not be romantic, <laughs> not be romantic, but to calm her quells a little bit. She seems incredibly awkward, and I feel like that's something that might linger unless we nip it in the butt now. Oh, true, true. They should have a moment. Whatever makes you happy, I suppose. Well, it's just more so... We're working together so closely to try to figure this mm-hmm. all out. The last thing we want is things between you and Nia to be awkward because of speculation on your father's behalf and our runaway memories. Right, right. Ad- agreed. And me and Nisha can keep bonding because I think we're on the right path right now. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so what do you guys do? <laughs> I guess we're we're all also headed back to the inn. That is yeah. where Neo went, after all. Okay, I'm... so you, all of you are heading back. Yeah, all yes, of us are heading but back. But I'm going to go to Nisha's room and shove Farron into my room with Nia. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, just for the sake of it. Uh, so. Nia, you had already made it back yeah. to Lai's place um, well ahead of everyone while they continued to converse. Uh, Lai had already set you up in a room um, and had kind of shown you where to direct the others for their rooms. Um, everybody actually gets their own room here uh, just to keep things simple. 
And all of a sudden, uh, Farron is being shoved in your room and the door is closed. Yep. Look, this wasn't my idea. I'm I'm sure I'm sure it wasn't. Nia's still beat red, just like super embarrassed. Look, so no hard feelings if I'm accidentally stepping on any toes, but considering that we just woke up with no sense of self identity or memories a few days ago, um, as far as I'm concerned, our relationship is strictly platonic. I agree 100%. Great. Awesome. <laughs> do, you think, do you think Celine's barring the door so you can't leave? Um, I, I can certainly try because it. I, I, try the I door. feel like that's something she would do. accurately characterizing me <laughs> are you barring the door no no i was listening and when they both agreed i stepped aside and was just kind of like inspecting my nails and like how did it go but 100 percent, i eavesdropped the whole thing it was telling nisha okay oh well well we 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 made out and i proposed uh and we're getting married tomorrow oh, it's gonna I'm be so a beautiful ceremony pants are on <laughs> <laughs> now Nia Milliot Nisha I bid you good night I am going to retire in my room and engage in my four hour meditation have the most lovely dreams of your future nuptials I'm certainly will I've got a, a lot to think on and I, I'm going to put my hand on your shoulder <laughs> and say good night to you. <laughs> Tis tradition. I, I put my hand on your shoulder and I like put my brow ridge to your brow ridge and I say, "Good night, Lady Millia." And then I turn good around night, Farron. We've added a new part of the tradition. We have to do the forehead <laughs> thing now every time. Okay, I'm going to take notes. As soon as Farron clears the door, I just shut it. <laughs> Wait, sorry. <laughs> My dear lady, how patient do you expect Farron to be? At some point, you're going to push him too far. Oh, no, it's all in good fun. I think he knows. Or at least he's being a good sport about it all. True. <laughs> I just I just enjoy being a pest to him. I don't know, perhaps that was our relationship in a previous life. Maybe that's something that we're known for, is to be a chaotic duo. We'll find out. But I just I just enjoy. I think it's fun. And I'm glad that you've joined in on the chaos with me, because this is just, it's really enjoyable. It's bonding. I will agree to that. It is bonding. <laughs> and Nia does go such a fun shade of red when you embarrass her. I know. <laughs> it's quite enjoyable. Though only, only so far. Of course, it has to be all in good fun, because if anything truly bad happened to her, where she was really uncomfortable, I would absolutely destroy the source of that discomfort. 
understandable. Tempted. You do care about her incredibly. And I've, I've also grown to care about you and Farron as well. And we must all protect each other and make sure that we're all okay. Agreed. Well, I bid you adieu, Lady Milliat. I'm going to turn in for the night. This has been enough excitement for one day. I suppose so. And I'm going to put my hand on your shoulder. Not in, not in like, the weird way, but just in the, I hope you have a very good night. I do the same back to you. And go to bed. Okay, so everybody is settling down for the night. All right. Um, so, Theron. Yes. As you settle in for your meditation and you start to feel your mind kind of drift off, you suddenly get the sense that somebody is in the room with you. Can I, like, open one eye and look around? Yeah. Okay. And you see a lie. Uh, hello, can I... Do, do you need something? She smiles softly at you and uh, holds out her hand. I have something to show you. Would you follow me? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I, I take her hand. Okay. She helps you up. And she starts to lead you out the door and down the central tree and to the gates. And the gates are slightly ajar. And she pulls you outside. Now, if this is your way of kicking me out of town, I... You know, I, I appreciate you holding my hand through it. I'm not kicking you out. Just follow. All right. And she leads you deeper and deeper into the forest. And for a moment, you're kind of looking around, trying to get your bearings as to where she's taking you. And then... Suddenly she's gone. The the hand that was leading you is no longer there. Great. Lie? Hello? And suddenly the forest around you all fades away into ash. Leaving nothing but darkness around you. Oh, not this again. And you turn finding yourself face to face with your father a twisted look of disappointment and anger skewing his features you shouldn't have returned boy what makes you think you're deserving of the celestial fragment the power of a god uh, and he strikes forward roll initiative <gasps> who betrayed okay. us who told him so, what did you get? Uh, I got what's my hey, what's my what's my bonus to initiative? <laughs> uh, your bonus to your initiative 
is, where did it go here? I am, why do I not see it? Am I stupid? Am I blind? What's going on? I had it. Oh, three. There we go. Three. Okay. I'm blind. Uh, that's a 15 then. 15. Okay. He got a natural 20. Cool. So awesome. <laughs> so as he strikes forward, uh, he catches you off guard and um, his fist collides with your jaw and uh, kind of sends you slightly off, uh, off balance. Um, you are going to take six points of bludgeoning damage. Uh, cool. How much health do I have? You don't know. Cool. Awesome. I'm keeping track of that. Oh, great. <laughs> it is your turn. How do you respond? I I kind of like hold my jaw where you hit me. I'm like, Jesus, what what was that for? And um, do I, if I focus on casting a spell that holds him in place... Does mm-hmm. something happen? Um, make a make an Arcana check. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> What's my bonus to Arcana? Zero. <laughs> That's a seven. Seven. Okay. Um, you do not. F- find anything that would necessarily uh, hold a person in place. However, you do um, get a sense that you could potentially create a barrier between you and him with the wind. Uh, Can I cast Wall of Force? It's not Wall of Force. (laughs) It is Wind Wall. Can I cast Wind Wall? Yeah, great. Yes, you may cast Windwall. Uh, so a uh, rush of air kind of uh, surrounds you for a moment and then creates this uh, barrier between the two of you. And um, as you kind of finish this spell, you notice that all around you, creating a ring, are the animals that you recall seeing in your vision. And they have surrounded you too. And are pounding their feet, creating a rhythm. And your father looks at you and says, Ha! Still think you're more important than you really are, boy. You were always just a brat who couldn't do anything for yourself. And Mm -hmm. he's going to... um, Take a step forward. Mm Mm-hmm. And put his hand through the wind and the wall falls away. Great, is that his turn? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna run up and punch him in the face. Okay. Go ahead and roll an attack. Uh I mean I'm not I'm not proficient with my... Am I proficient with my fists? No. No. Um, And I don't have any weapons on me. No, you do not. Great. God, I gotta start carrying, like, a thigh dagger. Um, Sneaky thigh dagger! (laughs) 
<laughs> Promote it! <laughs> In this case, I would be adding my strength, right? And But not a proficiency bonus, just like Correct. strength modifier. Yeah, and what yeah. is my strength modifier? It is a negative one. <laughs> cool, awesome. So that's an 11 to hit. Okay, so that will miss. Great. Um, and... I don't have the ability to disengage as a bonus action, do I? You do not. Great. Well, that's my turn. Okay. Uh, he is going to, now that he has uh, stepped through the wall, he's going to take another strike towards you. Um, that is going to hit. And he is going to do another six points of bludgeoning damage to you as he uh, takes his fist and... Um, kind of comes in for an uppercut into the gut. That is his turn. Listen, I don't know how you solve problems around here, but a little attempt at conversation might have been nice. I say as I try to swing at him again, but this time it's a natural one. <laughs> Okay, so uh, still a little off balance from his previous hit. It does miss. Uh, he doesn't say anything. He does uh, just kind of smile wickedly back at you. And he is going to throw another punch. Uh, and that is going to hit. Mm -hmm. So you do take another six points of damage. Um. Okay, I am going to cast Speak with Animals. Okay. And I'm going to say a little help here. Uh, no one replies. <laughs> awesome. You don't even feel any connection <coughs> with the animals that are surrounding you. Ugh. Great. Uh, can I wake up? Uh, are you going to spend your turn to try and wake up? Yeah, I'm going to spend my turn to try and wake up. Okay. Um, oh, dude, has it been over an hour? No. <gasps> Farron, call me! The The brain thing is still open. You can still be like, yo, back me up. Oh, since you started the link? Oh, yes. Sorry. Oh, I thought you meant mind. since this started. No. Yeah, no, we have not been yeah. fighting for an hour. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, no, I meant No, like... no, it has yeah, it has okay. been over an hour since you started the yeah. the link. Oh, that would have been so convenient. <laughs> All right. Um Okay. Sorry, I'm just double checking something here. Uh, he is going to <clears throat> pull out a dagger. Oh, great. Awesome. And take a stab at you. Um, that is a natural 20. <laughs> nice. So you will take uh, 12 points of damage. Cool. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and it's your turn. Um Can I 
attempt to grapple him. Uh, sure. You can definitely do that. Um, make an, it's an a, athletics a, check. Okay. Uh, and what's my modifier on this? Athletics is negative one. Okay, that's an 11. 11. He also got an 11. So just roll a straight 20. Okay. And whoever rolls the highest is going to break that tie. Okay, I got 15. You got 15? Mm-hmm. He got a 9. Nice. So he is currently grappled by you. Cool. I'm going to try to disarm him. Okay. Um, I'll say just make a strength check. Oh, boy. That's a natural 19, so an 18 modified. 18. Okay. I'll say you disarm him. Sweet. Um, and then I'm going to try to stab him. Okay. Sure, roll an attack. Uh, and this time it's dexterity and proficiency? Correct. Cool. And that is plus, like, what's my attack modifier? Uh, so for you, um, your attack modifier is, I believe it's just a straight four because, nope, I lied. It's a seven. Cool. Uh, so that's a 13 to hit. Uh, 13 does not hit. Oh, wow. I, st- I still have him grappled. Is he just not doing anything anymore? No. He's oh. not doing anything anymore. Uh, I'm going to try to stab him again. Okay, sure. Go ahead and roll another attack. Uh, that's a 22 to hit. All right, 22. Uh... uh. So for just a dagger, roll a d4. Okay, that's one plus, I'm assuming, three? Yeah. Okay, so that's four damage. Four damage. Okay, sounds good. Um, he, as, as you drive the dagger into him, uh, pain kind of flashes across his face, for but a brief moment before curving into a soft smile and he breaks free of your hold easily as though he was allowing himself to be held there and as you look at him the image of your father fades away leaving the form of a pregnant woman her hair falls in lush vines around her her head crowned by beautiful flowers of all kinds Her skin is warm in tone, and from her eyes, tears stream down like waterfalls to the lush plants that covers her body in the form of a dress. Sa stands before you, looking forlorn. My dear boy, what makes you seek the power of a god? I... I don't know. I can only assume to undo the harm that I've done. And what if the harm that you've done cannot be undone? Then to atone for it in whatever way I can. Make a persuasion check. 
Cool. What's the modifier on that guy? Five. That's a twelve. Twelve? Okay. So you've changed your mind about the princess then? Uh, the, the sacrificing her? Yeah, no, that's not happening. She kind of looks at you for a moment. Oh, right. She snaps her fingers and <gasps> memories flood your mind. <laughs> yeah, let's ah! go. Oh, my God. It knocks the breath from your chest as the memories of your father and mother abandoning you for someone else day after day <gasps> comes back. Memories of Lai taking pity and giving you a place to stay when there was no one else. The frustration and the hurt and the anger of training every waking minute just to try and make your parents proud, only for them to continue to overlook you again and again. The knowledge that Milia gave you after you ran into her about the fact that Revolar Keep had originally come from the Feywilds and that the idea that it may be possible to return perhaps belongs in a book in the library in the castle. The breaking point where you have a fight with your father causing all that abandonment to finally overflow and you set fire to the forest to take away everything he loved so much just so that he could hurt as badly as you did. And just as the guilt of what you had done forced you to your knees, the idea that you would be the one to bring them all home back to the Feywilds is all you can think about. And all you had to do was get into that library. And all you had to do was befriend a little girl to get there. What? That was quite a nasty blow you suffered. Oh God. What happened? <laughs> that was quite a nasty blow you suffered. Unfortunately, I can't restore everything lost. Right. Did... Was I only ever friends with Nia to prove something to my father? Only you can answer that. I mean, I But I... now you have to answer me. Now. Are you willing to follow the princess as called? Or are you still bent on your original plan? She opens up her hands and in it forms an old looking book. The pages tattered and worn from age. This book here holds the answers to your past. Your path is yours to choose, but you know you cannot walk both. And why is that? Because if you choose to right what's wrong, then you will not make it to fa face the other. I mean, presumably the village can go back to the Feywild at any time. I can answer my calling to serve the princess and then come back and fix the village later. If that's what you think you want. It's just one of the two matters seems a little more time sensitive. And forgive me for trying to prioritize, but 
I think the practical thing right now would be to follow the princess. She smiles warmly, and the book in her hand crumbles into dust. There is a pause, and then the dust that has fallen bursts into a brilliant emerald green glow and begins to form into the shape of a bow. May this light your path, then. I... Thank you. I mean, for, for the bow, not for the stabbing. I, I'm sure that was meant to teach me a lesson somehow, but, you know, kind of lost on someone with no memory. I needed to make sure you were willing to do what was necessary. Right, like stab my own father? If, if it comes down to that, it's, you know, you gave me my memories back, but I don't especially have a fond attachment to the fella. No. But you did try. I, that I did. I, I take the bow. Alright, you take the bow, and looking down upon it, it's hard to put into words. It is beautiful and yet eerie, but the way that everything curves, it's all perfectly fitted for you. The The grip of it fits perfectly in your hand, and the weight of it is, is just right, and everything feels like effortlessly done. And when you look back up, the woman is gone, and you are left in darkness once again. I better get back to my room, I suppose. And as you say that, you wake up. <laughs> Great. I check my stomach for like a stab wound. There is no, there is no wound. <laughs> I kind of, I lean back and like sigh in relief. And am I holding the bow? Uh, you are holding the bow. Can I attune to this precious object? So the bow is actually not attunable. Oh. It is soul bound, meaning it is automatically attuned <laughs> to you. Nice. Ooh. Sick. It does not take up any spots mm -hmm. uh, as far as uh, attunement goes. And it is always on hand and always at the ready though may not be in view. And all okay. you have to do is summon it with a thought and dismiss it the same. Great. I will give you all the details, but essentially you are looking at uh, what is called a fractal short bow. And nice. this bow has two different options. It can either shoot a fractal arrow, um, which basically explodes upon hit and can deal uh, 1d8 piercing damage as well as the fragments that it explodes into can deal an additional 1d4 plus 1 force damage to three other targets or it can just short uh, shoot a normal arrow nice 
Yeah. So I'll, I'll give you all the details afterwards. But yes, you now have your celestial fragment. Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, how do we feel? Fucked up! <laughs> uh, so my, my meditation, my, my trance, it's like four hours, right? Mm-hmm. So everyone else is still asleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I, I guess I just kind of like go out and get some air and I wait for people to wake up. I would say okay. refer to all the gifts in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> we were going through it. <laughs> all right. A lot of feelings. <laughs> well, if there is nothing else that you would like to do for tonight, Farron, we will go ahead and end our session there. All right. Ended on him sitting outside and contemplating his bad childhood. Yep. <laughs> I think okay, it's stopping you. recording. Yeah, stopping recording. Thank you so much for tuning in to Campaign Amnesia. And remember, new episodes air every third Sunday of the month at noon. And be sure to check out our other adventures by searching Fayfinders wherever you tune into your podcasts. Until next time.